Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 79 of Season 3 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee our way through the 1988 Bruce Willis action flick Die Hard, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Brian Lockhart of Hamilton Shot by Shot. Welcome back to the show, Brian. Hey, thanks for having me back, but I hope by the end of this I'm not feeling unappreciated. Yeah, you never know. Uh, you, you might be covered in glass. <laughs> be careful glass. about that. Yeah. So yesterday we, we ended the minute with uh, John and Al beginning to talk. Uh, John, according to the script, being concerned about the, you know that they were able to get the wounded out. But according to the movie, he just wants, uh, you know, he w- wants to know the situation downstairs. And so at this point, Al continues with his conversation and he goes, ah, and so minute 79 begins with Al talking about spotters and ends with John beginning to respond to Al's question. So basically, uh, Al continues with the conversation and says, our spotters say you got two with that blast. So first of all, I find it really interesting that they're saying that the spotters now, if they have spotters, I'm assuming they ha- therefore have um, snipers. Mm-hmm. So you know, what, what good are spotters if you're not going to use them as snipers also, you know, well, you're in the much... middle of this conflict. It's not a question of, you, you don't need to be concerned that you're going to piss off the, the bad guys. I mean, they're, they're in the process of shooting missiles at an RV. You know, if you can see them, you should be shooting them. Yeah. But they still got the terror, the, the hostages inside. So maybe they're worried if they take out a terrorist, um, you know, in that manner, now now the hostages are fair game, I guess, maybe. I don't know, but they're, but on the other hand, they want to try and stop uh, this atrocity from continuing uh, true. for their own men. I mean, I, I, yeah. I understand what you're saying about the hostages. That's definitely true. But, uh, you know, I, I can live with that. 20, 25%, right? Isn't, isn't that <laughs> right. what Johnson talks about? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And at this point, while... Al and John are talking. We see in the background uh, Dwayne T. Robinson getting. Uh, he notices that Al's on the on the radio, and he rushes over there, very upset, and goes, "Is that him? Is that him?" So Al goes, "Yes, sir. Give me that." And he grabs the radio, and he talks in and says, "You listen to me, Mister. I don't know who in the hell you think you are or what you're doing, but you just destroyed a building. Now, we do not want your help." Is that clear? We don't want your help. I've got 100 people down here, and they're covered in glass. Glass? Who gives a about glass? What the f*** is this? <laughs> Another thing response is, yeah. yeah, this is Deputy Chief of Police, Dwayne T. Robinson, and I'm in charge of this situation. Oh, you're in charge. Well, I got some bad news for you, Dwayne. From up here, it doesn't look like you're in charge of jack sh- you listen to me, you little ass. I'm asshole. I'm not the one who just cut buck on national TV, Dwayne. And then we get a quick shot of of Argyle listening and laughing his ass off. <laughs> yeah. At this. And John goes, "Now you listen to me, jerk off. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Quit being part of the problem and put the other guy back on." 
So th- this is a great minute of dialogue between the two of these characters, you know, because we're hearing John say everything that we wanted to say to Robinson throughout. You know, we're seeing how Robinson is acting. We're seeing how he's responding to everything going on. And we really just want John to say what, you know, act act like himself and say what we want him to say. <laughs> and he does a great job of it. Yeah, he's uh, Bruce you Willis know. does great with with you know the 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 put upon this and they're like who the hell is this guy what and who the hell is he like you yeah. know again he's he's part of the problem and he's he's not you know he's the he's not helping anything he's like and and you know and John's all alone and and it's just funny how how well Bruce Willis just conveys his frustration I'm like this guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing right right for sure and i mean also again he he's speaking his mind but I mean, for me, it surprised me that that by calling him an that that's what uh, really you know uh, set set John off. Hmm. You know, up before then, it didn't really you know bother him or anything like that. So I mean, one of the things that John says is he says, "You don't know Jack." So what, what do you know about the the phrase Jack? I know Jack about Jack. <laughs> So basically, it's it's a phrase for lack of anything, or lack of anything of value, or nothing, or something like that. Basically, it it's uh, sometimes referred to as jack squat, jack all, mm-hmm. you know. And what what it it says is it's something equivalent to nothing. If you look at it from a grammatical perspective, so the phrase jack <laughs> is remarkable because its absence and presence are identical. Right, it's usually it can be used with or without a negative, and it still works. Meaning that you could say you you know Jack, you don't know Jack, <laughs> and it means the same thing. Yeah. Well, and and some one of the best uses of that was from Army of Darkness when he goes, well, you you know you're in charge of Jack and <laughs> and Jack just left town. <laughs> I mean, I used to always play the, the the. I remember in the early days of of computers in the mid '90s. You know, personal computers. They had a game called uh, uh, "You Don't Know Jack." Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was like a trivia game. Yeah, it was fun. And I remember I, I had the, uh, you know, I used to play the the, the trivia one about movies, about that. Yep. But uh, you don't know Jack movies, so <laughs> you know, so that that the 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 term Jack works works well here, All right? Now John also says that I'm not the one who just got butt on national TV. Now, how does John know that this is on national TV? You would have to assume a situation like this is being covered. And I mean, I don't know if we see him see the media, but he has been looking down out the window. You know, he's thirty floors uh, up. He's, he'll see flashing yeah. lights, but he can't. He can't like see. He's got to. You know, yeah, like he doesn't he's know. He's got to assume that. I mean, because the news vans, they have the, the the satellite. You know, things that go up and all that. He's he's, he's probably got some idea. I mean, that they're covering it. This is a big thing. You know, that's my guess. That's my right. guess. No, that's true. But but again, we know that it's right now. They've only just released it to local. They haven't even gotten to to national yeah. yet. By the way that they're doing it, you have you know you have Gail Wallens, who's the local anchor woman, who's talking about it. You know, so I don't know. And I love how they they splice Argyle in into the middle of this. Like he doesn't even need to be there, and they don't even show him like listening beforehand. Right. You 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 know you wait until the the point. Where he talks about the fact that uh, you know where 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 John gives gives his response back 
where he where he says I'm not the one who just got butt on on national TV, and like you see, Argyle's eyes bulge out of his out of his face, out of his head as he's uh, you know as he's listening to it, and it's just really really funny to see, you know. And I I, I keep I've mentioned this numerous times. I think that one of the pro- one of the things with Argyle is is that the reason they keep showing him is to remind us that he's there. Because otherwise we would completely forget yeah, that the, he's there. Yeah, because yeah, he yeah, it's just um because he comes up again, obviously. Yeah, because he's because he he comes up. He, they need him for the end of the the movie, but he has very little to do throughout the movie. You know, so they have to interject him every so every so often. And you know, he's sitting there, and he, he, the way that he he cheers on John, you know, he starts clapping his hands together, and you know, d- does a, a, a I guess a pseudo fist bump as he's uh, doing that also. So it's just pretty funny looking at the way that uh, that he's reacting here to the to this whole situation. And then at this point, we we have, uh, you know, Robinson gets gets pretty upset and just gives the mic back to to Powell and he walks away. And then Powell takes the, the, the radio and goes, hey, Roy, how you feeling? And John's response is. Pretty fucking unappreciated. Pretty now. un. He goes pretty fucking un. And then oh, he gets that's cut right. Off. You're right. Yeah. By the minute. Yeah. You're gonna have to wait tomorrow till tomorrow to hear the hear the rest of that line. But it's it's again it's funny that that this is a party line. Everyone's listening to everything that's being mm-hmm. said, and John knows it, and Al knows it. But you know he still, you know John has no problem. Uh, Saying, saying his mind to to to, to Robinson. So that that's actually all I have for this minute. Before we get to the script, do you have anything else you want to say about this minute? You know, other than the fact that I love the back and forth with um, you know, Dwayne T. Robinson and and uh, John McClane, really nothing. I mean, it's just a good dialogue minute, like you said. Yep. So the the script is is slightly different in the dialogue itself. So I, I, I know it might be a little bit repetitious, but I'm still going to reread some of the, the, the stuff that's here, you know, even though some of it's similar and some of it's not. So what it says here is, is that he mentions to him about the spotters. He says, we got you got two with the blast and McLean goes two. Are you sure? And then it says before Powell can answer, Robinson comes running up to him. Is that him? Yes, sir. Reaching for Powell's CB. Give me that. Angrily at McLean. Now, listen to me, Mr. I don't know what you think you're doing, but demolishing a building doesn't fall under the definition of help. There's hundreds of people out here, and you covered half of them in pieces of glass. And McLean then goes, glass? My ass. Who the f*** is this? This is Deputy Chief of Police Dwayne T. Robinson, and I'm in charge of this situation. McLean leans tiredly against the elevator door. Well, from up here, it looks like you're in charge of Dwayne. I haven't seen such a f***ed up operation since the Bride of Frankenstein. Ask the guys in the armored car if they minded a little flying glass. Listen, ass. And then McLean starts laughing. He goes, I'm not the one who just got buffed on national TV, Dwayne. Now, if you're not part of the solution, stop being part of the problem. Get off the goddamn radio and put Al back on. He goes, McLean is so furious, he's out of breath. And then they showed the limo, and it says, Argyle nods in agreement. Tell him, Mr. Mac, tell him. Now, I'm so glad they cut that out, that the yeah. part with, with Argyle. Because 
you know, we just need to see him laugh. We didn't need anything beyond that. We don't need him to, and, and for him to say, tell him, Mr. Mac, tell him, it sounds like, you know, like a line that they would give a character in, in the 1930s. Oh, you know, we, yeah. it, it sounds very racist, basically the way that, that it says, you know, to, to give the, you know, the, 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 the limo driver. Yeah. This type of no, I, 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 I totally know what you're saying. That's pretty much uh, all we have here on the, the script, but the way that that's, uh, so it's some minor changes, but nothing, uh, nothing major. You know, it's pretty much the same type of thing. So every Thursday we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track Holiday Edition, where my guest will give a story or anecdote or anything about a uh, some sort of action that happened over the course of his or her life related to uh, or taking part during some sort of holiday maybe a vacation or something like that so uh brian you have another another one for us yeah i do but it's more like a psa because so you know just so you guys are everybody and knowing is half the battle exactly the more you know um i uh i grew up catholic and i you know obviously celebrate easter and and you know, try to try to partake in Lent and, you know, with Lent, you give something up for uh, 40 days. And and then on Easter, you get to, you know, if usually like as a kid, you would give up candy for those 40 days. So you get a bunch of candy at Easter. And I thought you would say you give up uh, podcasting. Uh, uh, if, if, I, if only I could. <laughs> it's too much of an uh, addiction, but uh, <laughs> and, I, and I'd be too behind <laughs> on editing anyway. So uh, I probably could use oh, okay. a 40 day break. But anyways, um. I would say, you know, so I think it was only a few years ago I I started – I don't know why this happened, but I, I ended up starting the question or I learned something. Something made me go, wait a minute, the actual number of days between the start of Lent on like Ash Wednesday and the end of like Easter is more than 40 days. So, so I'm like, wait, what? the math isn't adding up. Well, for, Lent is forty days, but if you if you know this, you have to subtract every Sunday. Sunday doesn't count for Lent, and and then and I think and I think I think somebody will have to you know I didn't bother bother to relook it up, so I'm telling accurate information. But I think Lent actually ends not on Easter, but on like Good Friday or you know whatever the Thursday is before it. Um, I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, it's uh, it's so it's so, and then those three days don't count either. Like Good Friday, like Holy Saturday, I think it's called, and then you know Easter Sunday, they don't count for Lent either. So like, I think I think in total it's like forty, it's something like forty six days or something like that, uh, between like Ash Wednesday and actually you know uh, Easter, but Lent is only forty days. It's because you have to subtract these the Sundays. So literally, I'm like, you mean this whole time? Like if I gave up pizza, I could have had pizza on Sunday and I wouldn't go to hell. Like I, I didn't know that until I was, you know, till, until I was almost a man. And, you know, and, and at that point I remember asking my mom and my dad said he didn't know it. He was Catholic his whole life. And my mom's like, Oh yeah, I knew that. I'm like, well, why did you tell us? <laughs> like, why did you, why is this a secret? So there, there you go. Um, Sundays don't maybe count. maybe on purpose. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. So we give up. So we didn't buy pizza on Sundays. No. So there you go. Uh, that was something I learned as a man that uh, Lent, be, the time between uh, Ash Wednesday and, and Easter is actually more than 40 days. So there's some cheat days built in there already. So have at it. All right. Very cool. <laughs> I'm going to hell for telling everybody this, I think. Well, I'm, I'm a Jew. I don't I don't believe in it anyway. So that's fine. Ah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you're 
you you are adding to my knowledge of it because I I never really thought about Lent and I didn't know about forty days and I didn't know that doesn't count on on the weekend. So there you go. See, you you at least have enlightened someone who doesn't care either way. <laughs> there <you> go. <laughs> nice. Uh, no offense. <laughs> All right, great. So you want to tell people how they can get in touch with you once again, Brian? Yeah. Hamilton Shot by Shot, uh, Marvel Events Timeline Podcast, and Marine Corps Movie Minute Podcast that are all out there in podcast land. Simple Google search will find us or find us on your favorite podcatcher. All right. Excellent. And I, I think this is a perfect time to mention that uh, we, we mentioned it earlier this week. Both Brian and I are part of the Movies by Minute community. And, you know, there's 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 a website for Movies by Minute. It's moviesbyminute.com. You can go there and you can see that there are, as of recording, there are 224 uh, movies by minute podcasts that are currently either going on or have already finished. And you can go there, you can listen to uh, podcasts about some of your favorite movies. And as Jim always says, if you go there and you don't find the movie that you love, you can start your own podcast and uh, join the rest of us crazy people as, as we talk about movies minute by minute. Finding me is very simple. Just do a search for movie on minute. You can find me on Twitter, you can find me on Facebook, or you can go directly to my website, moviearobminute.com. So, until tomorrow, yippee ki yay Yippee-ki-yay.